and I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. I'm Rebecca Black. And before we go anywhere, I'm so afraid that I'm going to forget to talk about this because I actually forgot to even do it until the very last minute. Oh, yeah? So if you're coming straight over from episode Uh eight, season two, we ended talking about the audio. Oh, yeah. That I had taken in my car. Right. After we left Cane Rosa, when my phone just completely went on the fritz, Mm -hmm. and I decided I was being haunted inside my car. <laughs> Which you probably were. Which I feel like you I'm took being, it with you. I'm haunted from everywhere. From the bathroom now. at yes. the pizza place. <laughs> Which we need to discuss that. Why would a ghost want to hang out in the I bathroom? I don't know. I bet it can't smell good in there. Can ghosts smell? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's part of the problem. But Maybe it, they're making it smell worse. I don't know, but we always seem to find ghosts that are, you know, in the bedroom, in the bathroom. Why at the most like because they're pervy. Ghosts are they're ghosts super pervy. Are apparently very pervy. Anyhow, so I was sitting in my car (laughs) and I was recording audio and I just started talking to myself and I noticed sound was registering on my phone even though I couldn't hear Mm -hmm. anything. I went back and listened to it and you couldn't hear anything other than just kind of a whoosh kind of sound. We sent it to our sound technician, Stephanie. She listened to it. She heard it. She said that she saw the peaks and valleys where it registered on the audio, but she couldn't figure out what it was either. So I said I was going to spend more time with it. I did yesterday because I totally forgot until the last minute. <laughs> I still cannot decipher anything other than this whoosh sound. So I thought maybe it was the air conditioner in my car. Yeah. So I did go ahead and sit in my car and record again. Oh, okay. Just to see if that sound, if we we would see sound registering on there and it did not. <gasps> it did not. So I, I'm assuming that we were completely haunted. I agree. I think 100% haunted. Yes, courtesy of the Cotter Rose and Carrollton. Go check it out so you too can have your phone pretty much blow up on you in your lab. Get a pizza and a ghost. And a ghost. Go to hauntedaf.com. That's where we post all of our stuff. Mm-hmm. Go to the blogs. That's where you're going to find videos, photos, the EVPs, all the great stuff that people have been sending in. And lately we have been collecting stories from the Stanley Hotel. Yes. And it's awesome because they yes. just keep coming in. In fact, I posted something on Reddit and now we're getting stories in from Reddit as well so yeah if you're on Reddit go to Haunted AF that's uh, where we are so uh, we got this story from Jason and he was great because he was listening to the podcast and he pulled over on the side of the road (laughs) so he could email us I love it so read Jason's story okay Jason says a few years ago I went to is it Estes well I say Estes because that's Estes okay Okay. a few years ago I went to Estes Park for a wedding and my girlfriend at the time wanted to stay at the Stanley she loved the whole haunted nature of it but was a skeptic oh okay but I was a skeptic but I was a skeptic. I know I'm such a guy, but this is important to the story later. When we arrived at the hotel, they were about to start a ghost tour, so we jumped in. It was fun to see the whole hotel and hear interesting stories of the past, but it wasn't creepy in the slightest. I've heard this a couple of times, that it's more historical than anything yeah. when you do the tour. Yeah, I just love that he's already a naysayer. Mm-hmm. Dude. Yeah, right. So you take that and shove it. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
it. You all right? I'm hardcore today. Okay. <laughs> that night, I'm not thinking anything of it when I go to sleep. And in the middle of the night, I'm awakened by my pillow shaking like someone is jerking it back and forth under my head. <laughs> I sat straight up in bed and heard kids laughing right outside the room. <laughs> yes. You know what? That's what you get for being a naysayer. Yeah. <laughs> my heart was pounding, so I hopped out of bed and looked out the peephole. Our room was directly at the end of the hallway, and I can see all the way down, but there's nothing out there. Love it. Being a skeptic, I started to think the Stanley Hotel was playing a prank on us to keep the myth going. Okay, I get where he's coming mm-hmm. from on that. So I took the pillow apart looking for some sort of device that can make it vibrate. <laughs> I love this. This is hilarious. I ripped the whole thing apart, digging through the stuffing, but I didn't find anything. I ended up laying awake until the sun came up, at which point I hastily packed my shit and got the hell out of there. <laughs> My girlfriend insisted on taking a shower, so I waited in the car. Said I was going to warm it up because I couldn't be in that room any longer. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I owe apologies to the Stanley for one destroyed pillow and to my girlfriend for leaving her in the haunted room alone. Yeah, but he didn't tell her. She didn't realize. He didn't tell her until later on, so she didn't know to be scared. Like, no wonder that relationship failed. So on Reddit, somebody... You're right, because they're not together anymore. No, somebody on Reddit said... They were like, so you were scared of a vibrating pillow? It's like, who wouldn't who be scared of a vibrating that? pillow? That's not a thing. A mattress vibrating, that's, that's a, thing. a thing. But yeah. you got to put quarters in it to make that happen. Well, and then you have the combination of the giggling out in the no. hallway and and then looking out and there's nothing there. Yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. I'm right there with you, Jason. I would have totally torn Same. that. Uh, we have another haunted hotel story. This one is from Angie and it's not from the Stanley Hotel. She says, I was training for a new job and stayed at the hotel Indigo in St. Petersburg. Let's post a picture of the Hotel Indigo. I feel like everybody needs to see a picture of this place because it's super green. Oh, yeah, that is. That's haunted. The color is the for color sure. Is definitely it's like avocado haunted. green. <laughs> yes. So she says, my first night, I woke up around 2.30, loud noises in the hallway. My room was second from the lobby, room 102. So I just assumed it was people coming in from a night out. Shortly after, I felt my bed move and I thought, whoa, dude, you're in the wrong room. Now I have no idea what made me think it was a guy <laughs> or why I thought he could get in my room because the door was locked. And then I felt the bed move again. No. This time I tried to move, but I was completely frozen. I could only turn my eyes, but as I did, I saw a hand coming over my waist as if to cuddle. Yeah, so Angie comes home. She doesn't tell anybody at work because she doesn't want to seem like the new crazy chick. Well, yeah. Um, Yeah, so she comes home, but she posts her story on Facebook, and a friend of hers starts doing some research and comes back with an almost identical story from the same hotel. Yes, and this is from hauntedplaces.org. This is a new website for us. Yeah. Uh, So this is a review of the Indigo Hotel. This one says, my husband and I stayed in room 103. At 1.30 in the morning, he woke up to someone getting into bed with him and holding his hand. Oh my gosh. Very cold, sandpaper-like skin. He (laughs) looked over and saw it wasn't me, then looked back and saw a hand on the pillow. So again, seeing this hand. Yes. Then a cold rush enveloped his whole body and somebody started holding his feet together. So again, that's from hauntedplaces.org. That's which a good one. I love that. And apparently, if you've ever had an experience in a hotel, you can go there and see if anybody else has had experiences. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. On top of the fact that if you're traveling and you want to stay in a haunted hotel, yeah. you want some creepy-ass cold hand grabbing you and holding your feet together in the middle of the night, then boom, hauntedplaces.org. They will help you out. My afternoon is decided for me right now. Is that what you're going to do? I'm literally going to go and look at all of that stuff. I, I will join. <laughs> you. I love that. 
So uh, The Real Housewives of Dallas is back on television here, which is a big deal for us because yeah. we are located here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I both know Leanne Lockett. Yeah. She's like the villain on the show, yeah. or is she? I don't know. I, I don't know. But we reached out to her to try to get her to come on and tell a ghost story, but she's really famous now. Yeah, and she, she denied us. Is she, she didn't even write me back. <laughs> I mean, at least we were like margarita friends, and she did I not know. write me oh, back. Womp yeah. Womp. Womp womp. So instead, we found The Real Housewife of Ghost Hunting. Yes! Yes, she is on the phone with us now. Hello. Is this the real housewife of ghost hunting? This is. Well, hello. This is Rebecca. And well, no, I'm Julie. <laughs> and I'm and Rebecca. Rebecca from Haunted <laughs> AF. Tell us, what is your real hey, name? lady, Michelle Allison. Well, Michelle, we're so glad to have you on. As we were saying, we've reached out to the other, the real housewives yeah. of Dallas. They're not, not sharing no. any of their ghost stories. No. So we're excited to have you, the real housewife of ghost hunting. How did you get this name? You know, I'm a real housewife fan of Dallas. Beverly Hills, so why not ghost hunting? Oh, why not? Absolutely. <laughs> why not? So are you uh, like I a... think I'm a little more down to earth than yeah. the real housewives. That's good. I can't handle somebody throwing their drink no. at me today uh-huh. or exactly. calling me a bitch exactly. or anything. <laughs> Unless I really deserve it. If I'm asking for it, then go for it. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your ghost hunting. Is this something that you actually do or is it just something you like watching? Actually, I grew up in a haunted house. Really? And I I've been fascinated over the years by all the experiences I've had in that house and in other locations. You know, I'm 49. Some people like to knit. I like to ghost hunt. <laughs> Love it. So that's kind of how I did it. And, you know, I have family and friends that are credible, not just drunken stories that somebody <laughs> might have seen something move or, you know. Well, now um, that now that feels like a challenge. I we know. have to hear your ghost I stories. Know. We need a big, scary one from you. Actually, it kind of started when I was four. My grandfather passed away the day after Christmas and being a little kid in the South, I have to go to the funeral. I have to view the body, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I never really was scared of that. But a few days after I was in my room, sleep, whatever, but I got woken up Mm -hmm. and my grandfather was standing at the end of the bed smiling at me. Wow. So needless to say, I was screaming bloody murder for my mother. (laughs) And Oh, yeah. Oh, Papa. She, no, she was four. Well, too young true. for that experience. Of course, yeah. She would be terrified. Oh. But there were things that, you know, when you were downstairs, you would hear heavy man footsteps going across the floor, go upstairs. There's nothing there. Doors mm-hmm. are locked. I think we had more of a prankster in the house. My dad used to put his watch and pocket change and everything on top of the fridge when he would come in from work. So the next morning, he goes to get his watch, and it's not there. Well, my mom and I are, you know, five foot nothing, Mm -hmm. and we're not going to get up there and get into his stuff. Oh, yeah, because they just yell at you when you do that. Right. Anyway, he's asking us, did you get it? Whatever. We're like, why would we? A few days passes, and my mom's vacuuming the dining room, and she finds his watch underneath the table. Wow. The house was built in 1951, so I think that the man that passed away in that house might have been the one, you know, spirit was there pulling pranks. Right. I do know after I moved back in that house, after my parents passed away, my dad was there. When he passed away, I had some aunts 
helping to get everything straight so family, friends could come over, bring casseroles, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what we do in the Yes, it is. And they hear the front door open. It's a security door. So those things are heavy. Right. And it opens and it slams. Mm. And so they're thinking somebody must be bringing some food over. Fried chicken, you know. Anyway, they go into the living room. There's nobody there. And my parents had a cockatoo, you know, like the Beretta bird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. White cockatoo crazy bird long story short I'm rambling Um, (laughs) it's okay don't worry we (laughs) edit that bird was constantly screaming it was you know like just screaming when that happened it stopped not another peep out of the bird oh like it whatever came in through that door like wrecked that bird up good well that or was he just happy now that his friend was back I think that he knew that my dad's spirit was back. Well, we can just read it all in your book. And it's going to be, it's the book called The Real Housewife of Ghost Hunting? I haven't pinned a name to it yet, but oh. most likely it is. Okay, okay. Because well, that's a great name. Yeah, I like that a lot. I too. Well, keep us posted and let Thank us know you. when that comes out. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Rebecca. Have a great day. You, you too. too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hello. Hey, Christopher. Hello. Hi, it's Julie and Rebecca from Haunted AF. How are you? I'm doing just great. How are you? We're great. So Christopher Rodarte is one of our favorite people because he Mm -hmm. wrote a ghost story book. And he actually wrote one about La Llorona, which we have been talking about on and off. And you sent us a copy. Rebecca hasn't seen it yet. I've been reading it. It's so good. (laughs) I can't wait. And I love it. It's like traditional kind of ghost storytelling, which I need right now because I'm hearing too many like personal stories, Mm -hmm. which are kind of terrifying me. So tell us a little bit about your book. Um, Let's see. Well, the book is a collection of stories. They're based on first-person encounters individuals have had with the Wailing Woman throughout the Southwest, and it's intended for readers who've outgrown goosebumps. I've had a number of adult readers tell me the book has given them nightmares, so I take that as a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I've been researching La Llorona and interviewing people who've seen her for about 25 years now, and um, I can assure you, I don't go near ditches or washes after dark, especially when it's raining. (laughs) Like, Have Um, you you seen her? Um, I'm happy to say I have not, and I'm fine with that. (laughs) Generally, generally her calls are not the sort of calls one wants to, to be taken so, um, but I've got a number of family members that have, and their stories are cataloged throughout the book. You can check that out at LaGiornaProductions.com. Did you get to see the movie? I did, and it was it was what I expected it to be. Um, it was pretty much a, a straight up horror film, but uh, I, I really felt they missed the boat with understanding the sadness of La Llorona, and her character is really considerably more complex than what they did with that. You know, it, it's really a heart wrenching tale that this woman killed her children and is damned for all eternity, and she knows what she she's doing and how horrible it is and she can't stop herself and that they really missed the grief and the complexity. I agree because in your book, the way you describe her, she's more human and then in this fit of horrible rage, she murders her children. Mm -hmm. It's a much better, far more fascinating story. Isn't it weird if you have like a, if you're sympathetic to a ghost that's killed children and stuff? I don't know. I I don't know. But I'm sympathetic to her and I'm a mom. (laughs) Oh, oh, dude. (laughs) La La Rona too. Maybe I should have said that out loud. Julie's the sequel. Well, it's, it's a complicated notion and it really was a, a legend that could have been created back in the time with patriarchal societies and it was a way women had control over their men and mm-hmm. their children saying don't stray too far. And it's one of those things we don't really talk about. When I was reading your book I started thinking about when I lived in South Carolina there was a woman and I can't remember her name who murdered her children by mm-hmm. putting them in a car and rolling them into a lake so she could be with 
her lover. Yeah. And I was oh, wow. I was Googling that, trying to find the information, and so many stories oh, of women gosh. murdering their children came up. Even one that just happened, a woman who murdered her grown <gasps> children. They're in their 20s. They still have no idea why she did it. It is a phenomenon. Thing. It really is. Right. Ghosts are scary, but that's a terrifying No kidding. That's real a real life, life story. Yeah. So do you have any ghost stories of your own that you'd like to share? I do. If you like to hear them, I'll be happy to share a couple with you. Oh, that's well, great. My family in Albuquerque has four adjacent plots of land in the Northwest Valley, and each was home to a sibling in the family. It's a very dark section of Albuquerque, and to this day, large stretches of land around there have few or no streetlights on, so you can find yourself walking or driving through significant areas in complete darkness. The family properties all sit in the middle of one, and each backyard spills into a huge field where my family used to raise animals and still farms alfalfa. So it's a great place to play when one's a kid until after dark. Mm. Then it becomes a very creepy plot of land. Yeah, yeah. My great uncle my great uncle died in his home, and once after he died, a relative looked out their window and saw him walking around the perimeter of his former home. Oh, wow. He looked in the window almost like he was checking in on his family and then walked around oh. the house and was gone. That's sweet. And another time, my aunt, his wife, was working in her garden and heard someone calling her name, Isabel. <laughs> and she looked up. And she saw her deceased husband standing in the orchard across the field looking at her. Uh. He turned and walked in the orchard, and just then her phone started to ring. She went inside and answered the phone, and it was her husband's sister who lived next door. And she told her sister-in-law that she had just seen her brother walking around in the orchard. Oh, my gosh, they both saw it! So all the kids in the family knew how scary that area could be, but it was a blast to be around there, and during the daytime, we had a great time. Well, my Uncle Rick and my aunt were kids, and they were playing in the field one day. Clouds started to form, and it smelled like rain. One of my aunts was staring into the orchard, and my uncle, who was about five or six at the time, stopped playing to see what she was looking at. An old lady came out of the orchard and started to walk toward them. It was La Llorona. We knew immediately. She looked just like the way she says she does, all dressed in black, and we could see through her, my uncle told me. Jenny, the oldest sister, turned and ran leaving her younger siblings to their fate. <laughs> I, to I just ditched She kept getting closer and closer, and she was reaching out her old hands to me, and I could see her fingernails on Buddy and Black. She was crying, and she said my name. I just stood there frozen. She was about to grab me, and Aunt Liz grabbed me, and we started to run. If she hadn't done that, I know I wouldn't be here today. Oh, oh my gosh! My I was sitting with my Uncle Rick and my Aunt Liz when they told me the story about 30 years ago after the encounter. We never talked about this before, he said to her. Do you remember that day? I remember, she said. Oh, hell yes, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Those are kind of a little sampling. I post all the stories on the LogitonFProductions.com. If people want to share their stories, I'm happy to post them. Amazing. That is awesome. Thank you, Christopher. Again, that is La Llorona, Ghost Stories of the Southwest. And we'll post a link to it also um, on HauntedAF.com. Thank you so much for your ghost stories. That was awesome. I appreciate that. Remember, don't ever try driving into a ditch in a rainstorm. It's a great way for La Llorona to get you. Oh, good point. Good, <laughs> good point. to know. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate that. And yeah. dreams. You too. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye. We got to say thank you to our super fan, Laura, because she clued us into yes. this next story. Found this on ladbible.com and I was so excited because it's this haunted Airbnb. Love it. That this couple renovated and it was so haunted they can't even live in this bitch. <laughs> that sucks. So they are renting it out and we actually have one of the owners on the phone with us right now. 
Aaron Clark, are you there? This is Aaron. Hi, Aaron. This is Rebecca and Julie from Haunted AF. How are you? Oh, good. How are you? Great. So thank you so much for not blowing me off yesterday. Right. I'm sure I was super creepy reaching out to Aaron <laughs> through his Airbnb page. <laughs> Because Laura sent us your story from ladbible.com. Mm-hmm. And you have this beautiful house that you and your wife have renovated together, correct? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Just tell us the story. You yeah, tell you us the go. story. Well, my wife and I both do uh, a lot of investment properties. She was looking at other houses upon the house known as Hobo Hill. And originally, it was supposed to be an investment property. But when we drove out there and looked at it, we were like, holy crap, this this house is beautiful. It was literally gutted. For us, it was like building a house from the inside out. But of course, the house was originally built in 1910. When you see the pictures, the post-renovation yeah. photos, they're spectacular. It yeah. looks like a brand new home. It's gorgeous. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I got to give credit to my mother-in-law. She She's the caretaker of that house. And- oh. A lot of her touch that was in there that did a lot of that. We fell in love with the house and we decided that, you know what, let's just take a leap and we'll buy this house and, and make it our forever home. The first thing we noticed that someone has spray painted 666 on the original front door that was left behind. Um, in the basement, which still to this day freaks me out, um, there was a caged room in the basement. And my wife has a, there's a picture or a video of, on Facebook of her Then the lights flickering because electrical was kind of jacked, but it makes it even more scary. But the caged room was behind her and she you know, posted on her Facebook and the, the floor to that room was a dirt floor. Aaron, so oh. Aaron just for a <laughs> second. Red flags. Yeah. Um, can we post one of the photos first? Let's post a photo of what the home looks like after the renovation. I think we have a picture of the kitchen. Just a, Oh no, living room. Look how yeah, beautiful this is. That is amazing. Is. It, it looks, looks like a so brand new beautiful. house. Now let's post the second photo and this is that basement that you're talking about Aaron oh my gosh so is that like typical brick wall this looks almost like a Hollywood set yes it does it's so terrifying it totally reminds me of the haunting of Hill House yeah so did you guys renovate this basement at all or did you leave it the way it is well we left it the way it is because it it gets a tad bit of water not standing just a little bit of moisture um, so like, well, we can't make this a livable space. The room that it was right in the middle of the house, and it was just a dirt floor, a caged room, had the old school skeleton key to it, mm. and it, we were just adamant about getting that out, which is weird. It just didn't make any sense, and you know, we tried to tell ourselves that it was like a like an old root cellar or something, you know. Yeah, but, but why that, would anybody need a caged get. room? Yeah, there's no good reason. Know. No, they're holding people in there. Yeah, it's like Devil in the White City yeah, kind of stuff going on. It's bad, bad, yeah. bad, bad. So what else started yeah. happening? What other things did you notice in the house? So um, we had moved in um, around October, and the first thing that was brought to our attention was that someone wrote an article about the Hobo, or there's a family that haunt, haunted the hills of Hobo, basically. Okay. And it was like a family that was looking for their missing children, so that kind of creeped us out. But we started noticing like noises that were happening consistently at the exact same time every single night. What like kind of noises? How I would describe it would be like somebody dropped a box and then kicked it across the room above our bedroom. So every night I would hear that every single night. So we're kind of like, oh, geez, you know, again, making jokes um, about the house. Mm -hmm. Um, Things start to really intensify when um, my dog would lay in those only in certain places in the house, but then would act like something poked him and he would jump over there and kick up across the room. Oh, Um, My dog, he won't go to that house anymore. I have to drag him in if we have to happen to go there. But when we were living there, I had to carry him up and down the steps. He's a 70-pound pit 
pole, and that sucked. Oh, oh no, my uh, gosh. Poor baby. Then, then um, what really kind of switched my mind around was that my daughter started sleepwalking, which originally I wrote off to I sleepwalk as a kid. My wife had night terrors as a child, too. It's a common thing. It is, about yeah. Her, yeah, what was odd about her... <laughs> was that it happened when I was by myself. My wife was away of business, and she came to my room at 1 o'clock in the morning, and she was walking, and I, she scared me because she was standing over me on the side of my bed. Her head was tilted. Her eyes were really big, and she just said, Daddy, I can't find my iPad. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? It's in her hand the whole time. I told her to go back to sleep. I'm like, man, she's sleepwalking. Well, ever since then, she, she was doing it every single night, and I paid closer attention. And she would walk, and I, using this word still makes it sound crazy, but she walked as though she was possessed. She would kind of walk with like really jittery and her head was tilted to the side oh and almost gosh. as crap as you would see like in a movie. Oh. Well, it, it, it intensified, if you can imagine. Um, I'm, a, I'm a terrible parent when it comes to like, you have a bad dream. I, I tell you like to sleep. I yeah, don't, go back to your I don't room. let our kids sleep on our bed. Exactly. Right. Same yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. No, just go back. <laughs> so one night, she didn't wake up, but she started crying in her room. I could hear her. So I woke up, opened her door, and she was out of her bed staring out the window. Um, so I couldn't see her face because her back was towards me and she's just crying and sobbing and stuff. And I'm like, Raina, what's wrong? Still crying. I'm like, Raina, what's wrong with you? She stopped crying. She turned around, had that tilt to her head, had the biggest like joker smile on her face and her eyes were wide open. Like it freaked me out. And I said, get back in bed. That's the only thing I can think of, you know, besides punching my seven year old in the face, you know, yeah. like, just, like stop scaring it, daddy. It, 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 Scared me. Then, it, then she did the same thing to my wife a few nights after that. Mm-mm. That happened. The TV turned on by itself. I have maximum capacity. I mean, went as far as getting priests to give me holy water, Good. things like that nature. It just got too too much for us. We got help. It ended up being on the Dead Files TV show this oh. past June. It's yeah, it aired called Not My Child. Oh, it's wow. On, it's on, which that wasn't a complete accident because we thought we were just reaching out for people for help because people kept sending us information yeah. for help. And one of those people happened to be the Dead Files and they took our show. Oh. I think it airs again, like September 16th or something. Oh, Don't cool. We'll, we'll, watch. we'll look it up for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I read on the Lad Bible article it said that sometimes you would walk in and you would hear something say hello my daughter heard that yeah because i was carrying a bunch of stuff and i heard something and she said daddy did you hear that and i said uh yeah but i didn't hear what it was what they say and she said someone said hi to me Mm. and it was on the stairs Mm -hmm. always on the stairs oh my gosh so you're renting this place out so (laughs) happy for a low price you can stay in the hobo hill house too (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so have you had any takers yet yeah, someone's actually staying tonight. Um, the nice. first guest that before the TV show even happened, we had guests that stayed there and they couldn't stay the whole night. They <gasps> yeah. Got there at six, left at twelve thirty. One girl saw a dark figure on the steps. Another one saw one on the balcony, and they kept smelling sulfur. Ooh. They said, "I'm done." Oh my <laughs> they, gosh! You've got a demon den on your okay, hands. Okay, so when when Rebecca and I do our haunted road trip, yeah. which we keep talking about, can right. we? I don't want to spend the night there, but I can do. we just come hang out for a little bit? Oh sure. Awesome. Aaron, thank you so much. Thank you so much for talking to us. I love the story, but I'm really glad you got out of that house. And good luck with (laughs) rentals. Yeah, have fun with that. Thank you. (laughs) Take care. Bye. So, Rebecca, I was especially excited whenever I got this last voice memo Mm -hmm. because um, I knew you were going to be jazzed to hear this. And I have to send apologies out to Ashley, who sent this to us, because she said, please edit this. Uh But I love it so much (laughs) that I didn't edit it as much as I think she wanted me to. Oh, well. Because her voice is so cute. You can hear her baby girl in the background making noises. This is the cutest thing. So this is from Ashley. 
Hi, Julie. Hi, Rebecca. This is a haunted railroad story out of Burleson, Texas. It is on Bethesda Road off of 35. I'm going to try to say this the best way I can. I get all nervous when I'm talking and stuff, but just edit this the best way you can. No. So, um, (laughs) I took my little sisters one night. And we love haunted stuff like this. I had a friend that told me how to do it, where to go. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're doing it. I'm excited to take these little girls and we're just going to go have fun. Because, you know, I live for haunted stuff. So um, Bethesda Road is just an old country road already. There's a couple graveyards on it. and But there are people live on that road. So it's not so bad, but it's just one of those country roads in Burleson. So we get up to the railroad, we look at everything, it looked pretty good, it looked pretty safe, like, okay, we can do this. So um, I looked to my right, there's this old rickety tractor, and my friend did mention that, she's like, you'll see a tractor when you get to the railroad. So I'm like, oh, there's the tractor, awesome, and it was completely broken down, doesn't look like it works, I mean, it looks like it's been there for years. So we cross over the railroad, and you have to go into this other grave site, a graveyard and go to these first three headstones right as soon as you walk in and it has these three kids names on them supposedly these kids were in this bus wreck or whatever happened on that railroad <coughs> excuse me i'm really breathy so y'all just edit how i need to so anyways breathing. so we say it. these kids names it was dark i remember specifically looking at the full moon while i was saying these kids names i felt like it was a little witchy but it was fine and i'm fine <laughs> and um so we got all giddy and all scared and we ran back to my car and we go to the railroad and i'm like is that tractor on And sure enough, that tractor was on. It was so loud that when we got there in the first place, we would have heard it, which, you know, there was no way it was on. There's no way someone could have went and turned it on because we, you know, could see the railroad and all that from the graveyard and we would have heard it been, been turned on. So by the time we got in our car and pulled up, it was on. I was freaking out about that, but I didn't want to show the girls that I was scared. I was like, oh my God, it's on. The energy is here. (laughs) But in my mind, in my body, I was freaking out. I'm like, this is really weird. Lock the doors. So they say to turn your car off and put it in neutral. We sat there for a good minute while this tractor is going. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I felt my car jolt like someone was behind us and pushed my car. I mean, full force. Oh my gosh, I will never forget it. I'm getting chills just even thinking about it. I have never had faster reflexes than I did in that very moment. I flipped my car on and I shoved it in drive and I pressed the gas and I drove till we got to 35 and pulled over. And I was like, My adrenaline was pumping. I was laughing. I wanted to cry. (laughs) And we were all like, oh, my God, did y'all feel that? Like, there was someone behind us that pushed the car. And, of course, my crime junkie, my haunted junkie self, I'm like, we're going to go back around and go see the site. So we turn back around. We drive to the railroad. And what do I find out? That that tractor is not on. (laughs) There's no one in sight. And... 
I mean, we definitely activated the energy that night and turned that tractor on. Or unless someone was just messing with us. Thank God <laughs> we didn't get kidnapped or anything that night. It's really famous in Burleson. A lot of people should have stories about this, Bethesda Railroad. It's definitely something to research about or to see if there's any more stories out there. My daughter's in the background, if y'all can hear her. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, thank you guys so much. I love the podcast. Y'all are so fun. I just love you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. I love Ashley. That was amazing. I I love her. I love her little baby girl. Me too. And we have to get more stories. Well, I'm like, when are we going? We we definitely have to go to this thing. We have to check it out. Ashley even says she's like, I'll come meet you guys. Okay, I'm fine with that. I'm like, what's scarier? The fact that an old busted tractor has turned itself on or that the car's getting pushed? I I don't don't know. They're both like awful. And the fact that she's so ballsy, she's like, let's go back and look again. I know. I don't know that I'd have that in me. I I don't know that I would either. But also the fact that she's taking, it was her boyfriend at the time, her boyfriend's little sisters. Which is hilarious. Yeah, and she's like, let's go do something scary. What a fun Friday night. What the best babysitter ever. Yeah, absolutely. So there's (laughs) got to be more people out there who have this story about this Bethesda Road. And it sounds so similar to the San Antonio story. But I know that there's got to be more behind that. So give them the email address. Podcast at gmail.com. Also, we got some really great photos this week. We need an orb expert. I've already been sending out Mm -hmm. requests, just trying to find somebody who can talk to us a little bit about orbs because one of our listeners sent photos is she and her son at the 9-11 memorial site and there's orbs everywhere. Oh my god! It almost looks like it's snowing. There's so many (gasps) of them. So she's going to come on and talk to us about that as well. Again, contact us if you're an orb expert and we're going to have it all on the next Haunted AF. All right, Haunted AFers, remember to subscribe either iTunes, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, as well as our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Ooh, it's so bright and shiny over there. Gotta say thanks to our board op, Ziggy Becker. (laughs) (laughs) And to Andrew (laughs) Mamalaga for our theme song. Also, a shout out to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we have to thank you for listening to Haunted AF. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm going to come back and haunt you. Oh, I'll come back and haunt you too, Rebecca. Rebecca.